You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's talk some college football now. Joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is our guy Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge. Brad, how are you this evening, sir? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we got college football on on a Wednesday, so I can't complain. Brad, ain't that ain't that the truth, man? Look, I hope you took the SMU plus the three because we got Tanner Mordechai on Yom Kippur tonight, Brad. And, I mean, that's about as surefire as a lock you can get. <laughs> so we are locked in on this game. I wanted to ask you, though, about uh, some of these other games similar to these where the spread was right around three, three and a half. You know, the NC State-Florida State game is intriguing, right? Because you have NC State coming off the Clemson game. You have Florida State looking ahead to the Clemson game. And they play each other this week. NC State laying three and a half at home. You have any thoughts on this game? Yeah. First, I want to say I'm impressed uh, with what Norvell has done with Florida State. Uh, They're a little bit more ahead of schedule than I pictured they'd be this year. Um, I thought he was kind of on a short leash and... You know, he's made a a big improvement. Florida State, you know, they do well in scoring points. Yet they haven't played a defense. Uh, This will be the first team that will play them tough. NC State's only allowing 15 points per game. Uh, They're great in coverage, and they have a high pressure rate. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. We know that this NC State offense is nothing to be afraid of. However, they create points with turnovers and short fields due to their defense. So I'm on North Carolina State minus three and a half. I think it's still uh, maybe two years till we're really, really looking at FSU as a, a contender in the ACC, but they have looked impressive, and the, the line makes sense, but I'm going to be on NC State. What would you do with the total, though, Brad? I'm looking at looking here, and it's uh, 50 and a half. I, I would have to play the under. I don't see Florida State scoring more than 20 points here, and North Carolina State, their offense is, is lackluster, so – I would imagine North Carolina State win this one, maybe 28, some kind of weird score, 28-20, uh, which still leaves you under the total. So Georgia Tech fires their coach, uh, Jeff Collins. We got a little bit of the dead cat, cat bounce. I mean, obviously they also fire their athletic director as well because these schedules that they have been putting out have been brutal. Uh, you want to say, like, making it very difficult for this team to compete? These schedules have done that. Uh, do you have anything in this game against Duke? Yeah, I'm actually going to be on Duke minus three, and I'd imagine that this line moves closer to four. So it started out, it came down to a, a safe level where most handicappers are okay with taking minus three for Duke, and I imagine it's going to bounce back. This is a major letdown spot here for Georgia Tech. You know, they beat Pitt uh, in, in the first game of their new regime, and now they have to play a Duke team who is pretty good. Like, in, in what world did we say that we were going to be betting on teams like Duke and Kansas? But 
their defense is, is what is keeping them afloat. They have a turnover margin of plus eight, uh, which is good for second in the country, and they're offensively efficient. On the other side of the ball, Georgia Tech, while they won that game against uh, Pitt, you could say that it was kind of fluky, right? That win was driven by their defense. Uh, it took three turnovers, and they really didn't have to do much on offense. They had a couple big runs, so the runners looked good on the, on the uh, box score. But overall, the game wasn't all that great in terms of overall production on both sides of the ball. This is a team who does not get a lot of yards, and they allow way too many yards, 413 per game. I think this Duke offense is going to score a lot. It's going to take a lot, of, uh, a lot, of, a lot from Sims for them to stay in this game. It could get out of hand. Brad, I like that play a lot. We always Same. love a good letdown spot here on this show, and I think that's a really good call with fading Georgia Tech. You mentioned Kansas in there when you were talking about Duke. We're constantly looking at all these college football NFL lines, and as we're talking to you, the TCU-Kansas line actually dipped. TCU's now under a touchdown, minus Let's six and go. a half at Kansas. I know Trista Ryan, they're really leaning towards TCU this week. I don't know, man. I just don't want to get in front of that Kansas train quite yet. There's something magical brewing in Lawrence. We know game day is going to be there on Saturday. Do you have any play in this game? The total's also at 68.5, so Vegas is expecting a shootout there as well. I don't have a play in this game. I am actually pretty high on TCU, um, but I don't want to lay seven points with a college game day game for a team whose win total was two and a half on the season. Mm. And most importantly, this Kansas team led by Jalen Daniels, he leads the nation in yards per attempt under pressure. And what's remarkable about that team is he's not under pressure often. He rarely gets sacked and he's a video game highlight player. While on the other side with, with Duggan, he has had a great stellar season. I think this TCU team is the truth. I, I text someone when I was breaking down this game earlier and I was like, am I crazy? Or statistically, is this TCU team the truth? And when, I, when you dig deeper into this team, you look at all their grades. They have high grades, top, I'd say top 85 percentile in the country and everywhere but their pass rush. And I don't think that even if they had an elite pass rush, I'd be too worried against uh, Kansas. I don't think they're doing that much uh, special. Jalen Daniels is the freak of nature under center. So I'd probably lean TCU here, but I just can't do it. A college game day for the first time. Like this, this, school, this school is selling out games for the first time in ages. They, these fans are going to be up. The team's going to be up for it. So I don't want to lay points on the road in college game day. Yeah, I hear that. Let's shift over to the NFL. I'm very curious just kind of what's going on with this London game, right? Green Bay's offense hasn't looked great. Aaron Rodgers is putting it on himself to basically say, hey, I know we've got to get better. I know this offense needs to click more. You've got a bunch of different issues uh, with not only the, the receiving core for the Giants, Sterling Shepard goes out with an ACL for the year. You've got um, Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Toney, who have both been out for multiple games due to their injuries. And now you've got some real question marks at the quarterback position, given that Daniel Jones has an ankle injury, which is sort of meaningful for a uh, mobile quarterback, and Tyrod Taylor injured as well. So they're working out random guys like Jake Fromm. A uh, line here, I think, is nine and a half. Uh, what's your breakdown on how you see this one shaking out? Yeah, this is one of those questions where you have to ask yourself, how much is a banged-up Daniel Jones worth? So funny uh, situation here. Earlier in the day, when looking at this line on BetMGM, it was 9.5. It's now down to 8.5, and, and 
it all started because there was optimistic. It was optimism that Jones would play. Now he's announced that he's going to play. Frankly, I only need a 60% Jones because it's Saquon Barkley, who is the engine that's making this run, led by an offensive genius in Brian Dabble and the head coach. The reason to fade the Packers is more than just the Packers have been abysmal offensively. Rodgers doesn't trust his wide receivers, but this is their first time going to London. Their team is so young where most of those guys probably have never been overseas. And I will tell you, uh, regardless of how disciplined you think these rookies and young players are going to be, they are going to experience London the way you should experience London. Some of them might be jet lagged for never having making trips like that. It's going to be a grinded out game for them. And I don't think that their defense is good enough to hold down Saquon Barkley. The Giants are three and one, and it's a well-deserved three and one, a well-deserved three and one against the spread. And what's impressive about the Giants, and this will tell you how much uh, the importance of a coach is, a good coach who changes the culture, is they really didn't get better in terms of personnel. Yes, adding Saquon Barkley does a lot. They did. They got better in in crossing, crossing their dotting their eyes and crossing their teeth because of their coach. When you play the right way, you play disciplined football, and you believe in yourself, it goes a long way. Nine and a half points is way too many. Eight and a half points is way too many. I'd probably say four and a half will be the fair line. People are going to jump on Green Bay Packers, just like they jumped on them last week against the New England Patriots, and you see how that turned out. So give me the Giants. Love that, Brad. We're talking with Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge. That was my reason, too. I like the Giants as well. First trip that Green Bay's ever made to London. So that always worries me about taking a team there, especially when they're laying a big number like that at eight and a half. Also wanted to talk to you about Atlanta and Tampa Bay. This line keeps going up. Bucks open about seven and a half, eight. It's ticked up to nine. And I can't find many reasons to like the Bucks. You know, Atlanta's 4-0 against the spread, divisional dog. Tampa's coming off two big games against the Packers and the Chiefs. This just feels like a letdown spot. The Falcons are playing good football. Brady's got all this stuff going on in his personal life with Giselle, yet somehow the spread keeps going in favor of Tampa Bay. So what are you doing in Falcons Bucks here, Brad? Yeah, I'm taking the Falcons plus the points here. And it makes sense. This will be a super public play where the whole world will probably be on Tampa Bay, especially if you look at the trends. Uh, Brady has, I think, won every game and covered every game against the Falcons. The Bucks historically are what five and two and five, five and two against the spread, and their last seven against the Falcons. But there's times when you have to understand there's a different regime, there's a different system, there's where you can kind of take those trends and and put them a little bit on the back burner. Uh, despite not having Patterson, I still think this Falcons team knows their identity. They're going to run the ball. They're going to make the most out of their opportunities. This is a Falcons team who, if they have three points in, in their pocket, they're going to get those three points because they know as long as they stay in games, they extend drives, they'll be able to win games. Two, they're both two and two. So I, I do think the Bucks win this game. And now why I'm okay with fading the Bucks here. The Bucks are 22nd in the NFL in yards per play. A lot of that has to do with the absence of a running game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers' run game is so bad, they absolutely abandoned the run against the Kansas City Chiefs because they were getting no push. At one point, they benched Leonard Fournette to put in Rashad White and hopefully to get some kind of spark, some kind of boost. And last but not least, even though we want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having all this adversity on the offensive line, 
they've done fairly well in protecting Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is throwing to receivers who really aren't that good outside of Mike Evans. And you can see the frustration on his face. It kind of looks like Brady, you know, looks at his wide receivers um, when they make a bad play or, or they just can't get separation off the line. But he kind of looks at him and says, I really came back for this. This Bucks team, they, you know, they could make headway in the playoffs when they're finally healthy. But as they stand now, they're a team that's kind of sliding down my power ranking. So I'm going to fade them any moment I could get. Brad, real quick, we got about a minute left. Any more picks you like this weekend, whether it be in college or NFL, one or two more best bets? Yeah, I'll be real quick. Uh, call, uh, NFL, I'm going to take the, the, the 49ers um, plus the points against the Panthers. The 49ers, led by uh, Nick Bosa, have the ability to get the pressure on the quarterback. Baker Mayfield is not the answer. Um, this is a good 49ers team. I don't mind. I think they win this by double digits. Love it. Brad, we appreciate all the insight and time, man. Good luck to you this weekend. Enjoy the games. Absolutely. Thanks for talking to you guys. Have Thanks, a great Brad. One. That was Brad Thomas on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Phoenix when did that start? is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com oh. to learn more.